So I'm, I'm delighted this morning to be with Akil, Akil Patel. It's taken me a while to persuade Akil to come online. Um, but I knew in terms of times of crisis, there's a certain number of people in my black book, and Akil is certainly one of those. Um, so Akil, who I met through mm-hmm. Phil Anderson, who's the author of The Secret Life of Real Estate and Banking. Um, Akil, really delighted to hear the words of wisdom, what you've got to share uh, with the listeners out there. So just a little bit about yourself, first of all. Um, I mentioned Phil Anderson, who I met probably about 15 years ago now, um, something like that, Secret Life of Real Estate and Banking. In fact, just prior to the book came out, I think the book came out in about 2007. Um, don't quote me on the exact day. Mm-hmm. Um, just just explain your, about yourself and your partnership with Phil. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for having me, Brendan. I'm glad that I'm in your black book. Um, so, uh, so Phil and I uh, are business partners. Um, as you say, he wrote uh, The Secret of Life Real Estate and Banking in 2008. Um, and uh, he and I have been researching stock market, property market, economic cycles together for about 10 years. Uh, and we have currently launched, or sort of re- rather currently, we've recently launched a service called Property Share Markets Economics, where we bring together all of our research uh, on property in the stock market and basically give um, our subscribers robust forecasts of what's going to happen next and kind of where we are in the cycle and how to understand what's happening in the news uh, and relate it back to that. Um, and I think at the moment, this is very timely stuff because you, know, you can sense quite a lot of panic in the air uh, and uncertainty as to what's going on. And I guess that's something you might want to dis- uh, discuss today with me so your readers and your listeners can sure. understand that. Look, you know, my experience of being in town in London, it's, it's almost eerie. It's, it's like a ghost town. So it depends where yeah. people are. And I personally think, and I'm not an expert on this, I think there's a difference in terms of what part of the UK you're based in as well. I think maybe mm. London has been worse here in terms yeah. of of my experience than other parts of the country. I noticed there's property meets still going on outside of London, for example. Mm. So that's one of the clues. Um, and London's market is very, very different to the rest of the UK. You know, London is based partially on tourism is one of the key uh, factors, you know, mm. It's also technology, technology probably more based in London than any other city as well. So different demography. Um, Mm. So I can understand when you talk about panic, of course, when you see the media and the pictures of uh, shopping aisles, empty of goods as well. Um, So look, in terms of where we are, do you want to just explain where we are? I know you talk about this 18-year cycle with Phil Anderson as well. So in terms of this 18-year cycle, where are we and where are we going to be heading over the next 6 to 12 months? Fine. So let me just, for clarity for anyone who isn't familiar with the cycle, basically if you take economic history back in the UK and the US and other countries uh, uh, for well over 200 years, there is basically a... 18 to 20 year business cycle that operates Uh, and at the end of it you always get some kind of banking financial crisis major recession lots of unemployment Uh, that's basically what we went through after 2008 when the banking system came down Uh, and then after the recovery takes place uh, which often is several years uh, you get 
about 14 years of expansion, which is often interrupted by a mid-cycle slowdown. Uh, and we are basically at the point in the cycle forecasting this for many years that 2019 and 2020 would have a risk. Oh, uh, Akil, are you still um, there? Yep. Yes, I'm still so, there. Sorry, just, how much? Just, just lost. Did you get? So 2019, 2020 expected to have a recession. That's the key point. Okay. Yeah. So, so we, I mean, we are, we are at the point of the cycle where you do get a mid-cycle correction. Uh, now we wouldn't have necessarily forecast that coronavirus would cause that recession, but nevertheless, there is usually that something comes along um, which creates some sort of pullback. Um, last time around, it was around the terrorist attacks in, in New York and and so on, and and uh, the fall in tourism uh, in the early 80s, which was a mid-cycle. In the previous cycle, it was to do with very high interest rates and trying to get inflation under control and so on. But the bottom line is, is that this merely sets the economy up for the second half of the cycle. And typically, the second half of the cycle is the much stronger half. Uh, and that's what we have to look forward to. And of course, that's probably the thing that a lot of people at the moment, given how much worry there is about various things, are finding the hardest uh, to get that would find the hardest to get their heads around. Look, not a pre-rehearsed question, but second half of the cycle is a bit more optimistic. You say? Yeah, it's usually the cycle that part of the cycle that goes way over the top, and so asset prices rise the most, and so on. Yeah. And do you want to explain your belief in commercial and residential difference in the second half of the cycle as well? Um, well, the cycle is most easily seen in the residential real estate market. Commercial real estate kind of depends on more local factors. Uh, sometimes you have a very strong commercial kind of boom, but it's not always the case. So I think that you have to be a bit more specific to specific, you know, locations. So if, for example, the tech industry recovers and is very big, then you know, London will see a very probably huge demand for commercial sites. Uh, and so on. But if, on the other hand, you know, businesses are moving to other parts of the country, uh, then you know, commercial things might, other things being equal, be a bit, bit less. It do, it depends. You need to do your research as to what kind of part of the commercial market you're talking about. But in on the whole, residential prices and good locations do well and very well in the second half of the cycle. So when does the second half cycle start? Is it 2021? I mean, it's, there's no specific date and you can't like say right now it's going to be in September 21. I mean, the thing is that we provide regular market commentary to our subscribers and we're kind of monitoring this all the time and looking at a bunch of indicators. We've got about 40 indicators that we monitor and we often use the stock markets as well as a sign when the stock market starts to make a series of higher lows. That's often a sign that things are turning around. Um, other things being equal, it would be you know, sometime next year, potentially, but it rather depends on, on a couple of things at the moment, you know, coronavirus and, and something that people aren't talking about so much is the fall in oil prices um, uh, has really shocked the stock market. Um, and it will take some months for that to play through the economy. Uh, it's hard for me to put an end date on that. And I you know, wouldn't want to, and I don't think people necessarily need to know that what they really need to know about is things will recover and we'll have a very strong second half of the cycle. It's almost guaranteed now because the central banks and other people have been so active in terms of pumping money into the economy uh, that the second half of this cycle is going to be very big indeed.
Mm. Look, Akil, it's your belief that this recession is not as bad as the previous recession. Have I got that right? Yeah, the the one after 2007. Yeah, the the GFC, Global Financial Crisis. It's it's totally, it's a totally different uh, scenario. In that scenario, uh, that was at the end of the cycle, uh, the property market was coming down, the banking system was on the verge of collapse, uh, there was no credit for any businesses. The entire economy was going through a very bad period. In this scenario, the property market is relatively, uh, it's not overextended. The banking system is in fairly decent shape mm. um, and so on. So it's, it's a totally different scenario to 2007. And this is the problem. No, people can't see the recession because they can't understand the differences between, uh, d- between a recession that's caused by a falling land market in a recession that's caused by, as in this case, an external shock like the coronavirus virus and other things. So, look, what what's the key question I should be asking you? What do you think people want to know from yourself, Akko, and, and from Phil? I know people can follow you online. Um, you have a service which you can provide as well. But before mm. we um, end the call, what, what do you think the key question people want to know is? Well, if you're an investor, I guess you want to know is whether this is going to be uh, the prelude to something much worse or whether things are going to turn around. Um, that's potentially one question. And I think I've answered that question. I think, as I said, um, you know, the bigger half of the cycle is still to come. It won't necessarily be right now. So you've got to be, you know, you've got to exercise caution when you're making in- investments, uh, even though, you know, things have come down in the stock market quite significantly. You know, you always have to do your own research. Um, but I suppose that's one thing they'd want to know. Um, the other thing that I'm typically asked is, is the cycle going to repeat or has this kind of stopped it? Um, no, the answer to that is, is clearly no. Um, the only things that have uh, interrupted this, the economic property cycle historically have been the two world wars and they merely interrupted it. They didn't, they didn't um, fundamentally alter it. Uh, and, you know, we're nowhere near that kind of scenario now. Um, and I think, so I think no- a little bit of perspective is needed is probably what I would say to most of your listeners okay Akil. so how can people find more about yourself and Phil uh, Phil's got the book of course The Secret Life of Real Estate and Banking I think it's his second edition maybe more than second edition now second edition um, yes so h- how can people reach out to you um, well the best thing would be to uh, go on to propertysharemarketseconomics.com uh, and uh, identify, you know, sign up for whatever free stuff we're offering. And uh, if they, if that's of interest, and what I've said is of interest, then you know, consider becoming a subscriber. Um, we are. We also have YouTube channels and kind of LinkedIn profiles, and we occasionally post some stuff to that as well. So uh, that's another way to find out a bit more about us. Aka, I just want to say a massive thanks for taking time out oh, sure. today. Pleasure. Um, yeah. And just to explain to the listeners, your your work has been featured in a number of magazines as well. So um, that's correct. I, sorry, I should add that I also have my own newsletter, which I which I write for South Bank Investment Research, and it's called Cycles, Trends, and Forecasts, um, which people can access as well. Um, uh, yes, some of my material has been published in Money Week magazine. Money Week, um, and. Uh, Actually, if it, if, it, if it's of interest to anyone, uh, they're welcome to get in touch with me. Uh, I'm also writing a book. This- 
kind or, of cover the cycle, though not necessarily in as much detail as Phil did in his book. Um, but more importantly, from my point of view, it will sort of give uh, uh, readers clear rules and guides, guidance on how to navigate through the, each cycle and you know, what they can do about it for their investments. Okay. Akil, I just want to say a massive thanks for taking time out today. Uh, massive Pleasure. thanks for the listeners as well. So um, thank you. And thanks to the listeners. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you.